Hello. Welcome to Misadventures, a Gloomhaven podcast brought to you by Gamer Public Radio. The first portion of this episode contains spoilers for scenario number 18. The second portion of this episode contains spoilers for scenario number 16. This episode also contains spoilers for class number 17. Please enjoy responsibly. So there we were, everybody sitting around the table, jaws agape as the brute betrays the party for treasure. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Misadventures. It's good to have everyone back. Uh, just a quick rundown of the members of the party poopers once again before we get started. My name's Casey. I'm playing Etu the Brute. I am Garrett. I am playing Herd Nerfer the Scoundrel. I am Skip. I'm playing the Vermling Mind Thief, Skeevil the Shiv. I'm Steve, and I'm playing as the Vermling Beastmaster and Bear Combo, Roman Coke. Yeah, so we've very quickly transitioned from this summon-heavy party with a good mix of melee and range attacks to just everybody being super melee now. Um, so that's going to see our party tactics change a bit, I'm sure, going forward. So, um, so we had a few different options available to us. Since last time we, we kind of solved up the main plot line we were on, we had a few options made available to us through the city. We could go investigate sightings of a large winged beast in the mountains, or we could go look into a poison poison sewer problem for the city down below. Um, we chose to go check out the sewers first um, because of racism, really. <laughs> uh, is it... Um, w- wouldn't it be like speciesism? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you want to dive into that whole thing with that's, that is a longer podcast, sir. <laughs> yes, that's a whole that's a whole thing. But basically, a comment was made by the brute that it's probably a vermling down there doing stuff. To which the vermlings were like, "Hey, man, maybe don't judge us that quickly." Then I was like, "Hey, guys, I've seen other vermling. They're all kind of scum." Like and one dude, so- one dude robbed you. I know, like, big surprise yeah. would be a rat in the sewer. Like, how weird. That's all I'm saying. Like, they're the only ones willing to live down there. If something's, if shenanigans are taking place, it's probably a Vermling. The Vermlings didn't want to believe that, so we had to go investigate. So yeah, we, we had start to clear off. our good name. It, it really yes. sounds like... So we start off... Sounds like the racism hasn't stopped yet. So, just to look... <laughs> We're working on it. <laughs> um, but before we go down there... And this is cool. I like this. We heard from our tinkerer friend who recently retired. That's yeah. true. Uh, so minor spoiler, I guess, for the tinkerer. Uh, but if you retired him, uh, we had the city event show up where we get a little letter from him uh, asking to help him out. Uh, and we had the choice. What was it? We could either send it to him for the cost of postage or keep it for ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> of course, we're going to help the dude out. Right? Yeah. He was he was boss while he was part of the team. Yeah. So, yeah, we helped him out. It was it was just a cool little event, but it, it was cool to see that those interactions are going to come back. So I'm looking forward to more of those moving forward. Yeah. Um, but yes, off to the sewers, guys. We're going to solve this mystery. Now, the, of the sewers poison. were inside of the city, right? So no road event. 
Correct. Correct. Um, and they're the abandoned sewers scenario number 18. Uh, only Crazy three rooms. Rental. Pretty narrow rooms at that. Yeah. Um, kind of sewer. Yeah. Uh, Lots of vipers, giant vipers, which Skip is all about some more giant vipers. He's a I'm pro sure. at killing them now. Um, oozes. And oh, would you look at that, Vermling Scouts. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Racism. You know, stereotypes might exist for a reason. I, I'm just saying. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I guess we're Get to all, the end of the scenario and see what happens. I guess we're kind of lucky so, our, our two Vermlings didn't change sides. <laughs> <laughs> we should have at this point, right? <laughs> The, the the trick here though like we ran into oozes in uh previous mission uh yeah. but we were able to just bug out of that mission and, and not worry about them only this yeah, one we didn't have to like handle it yeah our goal was to kill all the enemies yes um and oozes become very much a problem in here but we do learn some things about oozes as we play through um the first room by the way <clears throat> Eight giant vipers and two oozes for the moment. Um, and lots of water tiles. Like, so we're all melee now. The room is full of bad guys. It, we're just planning for this whole expedition to be a slog. Like, we're just going to claw our way through, killing everything in our way. Well, you know, and I had just retired my spell weaver, which would have been able to AOE down that hallway, hitting everything the whole time, you know? Yeah. Yep. Um, so anyway, we're, we're kind of stacked up. We're kind of, and there, we get bogged down really early by the vipers. Um, but overall, the vipers aren't too bad. We we cut through them pretty easily, you know, because we were able to do some some things to limit their movement, particularly with the the bear and the brute kind of yep. positioning themselves in some ways to tie them up, make it harder for them to get into the, because there's so much water, they had to use two points of movement to get on those. So we were able to kind of tie up their movement um, a bit. So we were taking care of the vipers pretty easily, but they did slow us down. And while we're dealing with that, the slimes are back there splitting, constantly splitting. Um, and so, by the time we got to the slimes, there's at least four, I think maybe even six slimes we had to deal with. Now, these were the ones that every time they they lost health before they split, right? They take two points of damage and then yeah, split into slimes that have... Uh, equal points, I think. Equivalent health, yeah, basically. So that was a little bit annoying, but we made it through. This is when uh, I believe... We had issues determining which uh, which creatures could actually drop loot, and I think uh, Garrett came yes. up with the idea to put them up upside yeah. down. That really, really worked out. Yeah, we've used that ever Absolutely. since, and it's it's been effective. Uh, yeah, the oozes, um, they weren't such an issue in the hallway, but you know, as we get into room two, when Casey bursts in there, they cause a bit of a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, problems tend to occur whenever I burst into rooms. I've, I've noticed that, but I still yeah. do it because it's kind of fun. Like literally since scenario one. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know, it, it's worked out so far for the yeah. most part, kind of. Uh, so, yeah, we do open the door for room two and three oozes there, four snakes. So five snakes and four vermling are in there. So this is another packed room. Um, so I spend a turn kind of letting them all kind of move in with we get we get them close to the, as close to the door as possible, and then I use my empowered through items. I use my 
trample move to jump through a bunch of them <laughs> and i get like a, i get a, a melee attacks off on f- five of them and then get another attack on a, a sixth so i'm able to do a lot of damage um, unfortunately the oozes had yet again split at this point i was feeling okay though because i was like i was in water and everything around me was pretty hurt and the, the scary stuff was in the back blocked then the oozes like oh hi by the way we have a range four attack in our deck <laughs> that hurt a lot. I got hit by a four or five oozes that turn, as well as a few other things. Uh, I, I believe this the bear and some summons came to my rescue, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah, they rushed in right down the sewer behind you. Yeah, I think I, I, I probably yeah, jumped so, in as well uh, with the the one jump move I have. But yeah, uh, but again, we were like. We're in melee with everything, but we were around a doorway, and again, we got tied up. We can, we tend to get tied up a little bit more now that we're all trying to get in there in melee. But um, the Verlings weren't that big of a challenge, and the Vipers, we were able to get enough damage on them early that they weren't too bad, but it was just fighting through so many oozes. What we eventually saw, though, was oozes start to kind of kill themselves off after a while if you keep letting them split. And two of their eight cards are splits, and you shuffle the deck every time they do it. So, you know, eventually they're going to split. So if you f- we, we kind of started focusing on a couple of them, letting the others split down, and then they were a lot lower. There's more of them, but there were a lot lower hit points to deal with for. And that seemed to work pretty well, I thought. Yeah. We, we actually try to position them as well, like, like get in their face such that if they were going to split, only a few could split at a time. Yep. So, because they didn't have yeah. spacing, and then uh, obviously, that, you know, <laughs> they killed themselves off, yeah. which worked out. Yep. Um, see, then the final room, once we made it into there, was even more water, even more oozes, even more vermilion. We had one, two, three, four, five, six vermilion in there. Mm-hmm. And again, the vermilion don't have a ton of hit points, but it's just you got to kill six of them. And meanwhile, in the very back of the room, there's five more oozes. And Again, they keep splitting and splitting and splitting. And here we really did. Like, not only did we let them start killing themselves off, we let them hit the ooze spawn limit. Like, we ran out of figures for the oozes. So, they they were doing damage to themselves at that point without being able to actually split, which worked out quite nicely for us. Yeah, I think we were just using the um, empty standy bases at that point. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, w- once, once we ran out of oozes, we didn't have to spawn them in. Oh, that's yet. right. That's right. So, um. So yeah, you. Uh, so the mine thief w- went in on the right side of that room, I believe, and started. You put down the skeleton, I think, to kind of help. I put the skeleton and the rats down, and uh, there was a couple of um, vermling over there, uh, and mm-hmm. they went after him, and I basically followed them up. And so like, I-, I was going to work my way behind, and I don't know if I even reached the oozes by the end. Because they, they split so fast and did so much damage. They split fast, and because they were splitting, they weren't moving. Right. So we were able to kind of pick off the vermlings. And again, by the time we got around to fighting the oozes, they were all at like half health. Hey, you know what else we found back there? What did we find? Uh, just there? a bunch of dead vermlings. And I believe the scenario note said they might have just been living there. I mean, they may have been just living there, but maybe they're living down there poisoning things. Or maybe they shouldn't be living down where oozes are. Or maybe are. they're just hanging out. Maybe this and is... You kicked in the door and slaughtered six of them because of your bloodlust. 
well, you know what? They kind of had it coming. Apparently, what can I say? Etu still isn't convinced that it's not a Vermling at the the head of this. Well, yeah. I mean, they're down there running like a damn skooma den, and we're just supposed to like give a blind eye to their crack house. Like, come on! Wow. I mean, broken like, window policing. Anybody huh? with this many sn- vipers and oozes is up to no good. Is yeah. all I'm trying to get to here. Snakes um, aren't pets. I'm sorry, but damn it! All right. Well, you know what? Coke's going to be petitioning to finish this this mystery off. <laughs> So we can find yes. out. Okay, so, so that's the thing. This actually split up into a number <coughs> of additional locations. We got a couple other locations we could go examine here. Um, but at this point, Etu is fine. Like no more mystery needs solved here as far as he's concerned. Plus people really wanted to go find this so-called dragon. So um, we kind of changed paths and went up to the mountains. But before we do that, Steve, what's cooking? Uh, I believe this week you sponsored us and got us steaks because we wanted to try them out in the sous vide and they came out pretty baller. Like I'm not even taking credit. It was all just the sous vide seared them in a a cast iron pan and we had uh, roasted potatoes with that. Yeah, they're fantastic. And additionally, uh, Skip provided us with dessert, which were these awesome, delicious lemon cakes. Oh, yeah, those were good. It's true. And, you know, that yeah. inspired me to go out and buy a sous vide for myself, which I tried to use with steaks on Friday. Oh, yeah, you lit, you lit your house up, right? Yeah, electrical fire. Uh, as soon as I plugged <laughs> the thing in, like blue flames shot out of it. Uh, so that's getting sent back to Amazon. You sure it's not just an effects kit? Like you got the really pimped out one? No, and you know what? There's something deeply unsettling about like, hey, here's a metal pot full of water with a thing shooting electrical fire out of it. Like... And now I need to address it. You know, it's not. Uh, no. You know, they now, have. Did you try other outlets just to be sure? Uh, actually, yeah. My wife was like, wait, what did it do? And she made me do it again. <laughs> there is like, a is this here. If you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. Yeah, Ooh. no, that's, that's fair. <laughs> also, you know, if something is discounted on Amazon, maybe there's a reason. Yeah. <laughs> But still, if you want to sponsor us Amazon, that'd be cool. <laughs> also, I, I would like to... That would be great. That would be amazing. I'd like to put in my notes that I am not particularly a steak eater myself, but I gave this one two thumbs up because it was cooked Ooh. perfectly. And I had no issues with it whatsoever. Except for the fact that there was so you, much steak. Like, I couldn't eat it all. That's a lot. It was a giant <laughs> What you portion. at home don't know, though, is that Skip has a genetic deformity. He has three thumbs, and so him giving it two thumbs up is still just kind of mediocre. <laughs> still better than disliking yes, it. Yes, that is very true. Also, that's not true about Skip. No. <laughs> just in case you were curious. Is that our legal disclaimer so we don't get sued by people who have three thumbs? Skip's already Skip. married. Like, he's not trying to impress anybody. He's fine. That's true. That's true. Uh, anyway, now that we've covered the food side of things, uh, let's move to the mountains. Yeah. Um, we do have a road event going to the mountains. Boy, did we. <laughs> very interesting gentleman who had like a forest of like scarecrow wives. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of came at me with a broom handle. Yeah. And then I kind of decapitated him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I, I, I think, think that's. I mean, yeah, it was just a broom handle, but this guy's clearly pretty unhinged. He's up here making like a scarecrow waifu harem, you know, on the side of a mountain, and like it just, you know, there was something unhinged. Yeah, see, he wasn't just yeah. hiding peacefully in a sewer. 
We also, didn't we um, attack this dude because there was something shiny on one of those things that the Vermling wanted? Mm, yeah, I no? think so. I don't think that was that, the case. That seems to no. track. What, what was the shiny okay. thing? Oh, who knows? It was probably some Vermling. I'm pretty trash. sure the argument was, is he like sealing people's souls in these creepy dolls? Whatever. I mean, I, look, I was going to lop the dude's head off regardless. <laughs> I just want to point out you were maybe wanting to steal some stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah, it speaks to character is what we're getting at. <laughs> yes. Yes, it does. Um, so with that out of the way, on to scenario number 16, Mountain Pass. Um, I showed up expecting dragons, guys. Um, As did we all. We didn't have dragons. We had a cave-in on the way to dragons. Yeah. With a lot of demons and Inox for reasons. Uh, Probably because the Inox were just defending their homeland, and we were kind of in the way, and they're probably kind of bloodthirsty too. So, Mm, Did you already have these demons, I did already have these demons, uh, which is why I had less problems betraying the party a little bit later on. So Inox just hang out with demons, and that's cool. Interesting. I mean, like, they're earth demons and wind demons in this earthy, windy place. They're just kind of trying to make a living well, like the rest of us. It's not understandable. Off of other people's sewage. It's, a, it's an issue of privilege of where one is born, I think. Oh, I see. So above grounders. Got it. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes. They're not living in literal shit. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying is those vermlings are from a shithole, you know. Yes. <laughs> so, so let's make their lives worse by murdering them for no reason. Ah. Also, um, I'm glad I am glad this scoundrel is coming along to my to my viewpoint of the world here. Well, he's a like scoundrel. That doesn't really help your case. He's a very lawful scoundrel, though. He's That's trying right. to rid the world of bandits, sir. To get rid of their competition. You don't know that. Oh, okay. And hey, You're let's the one be honest. Judgment calls the less bandits out in the world, the happier you vermin are, because there's more loot for you guys. Oh, it's getting in here. Let's yeah. let's get to the mission. All right, all right. Let's 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 move on. Um, okay, so mountain pass. We had to kill all enemies again. It was four rooms with yeah, earth demons, wind demons, and inox guards and archers. Uh, let's see here, room number one. So we had the archers in the back because they always put the archers in the back and then three earth demons up front, which like we see how that's going to play out, right? Like they're going to yeah. slow us down. So I was just like, screw all that. I'm just going to jump over the demons and go beat up some archers like I do. Um, so I started working on them and the bear and the mind thief. And I, I guess the scoundrel, I think you stayed up. To, I think you three all kind of worked on the Earth Demons while I started hacking away at the Archers. As I recall, Earth Demons have pretty hefty HP pools that you have to deal yes, with. They do. Yes, they do. I, I think and the, the Archers were the ones throwing down the traps, right? Yeah. Yes, they did, but we kind of used the traps against yeah. them. Yep. I think this was the first time that like, I had leveled up at the end of the last one, and my card that I got, I was really happy with it. Like, beyond belief, it's... Uh, it's a four target attack range four and it muddles every single one of them. And it oh, seems yeah. like I can get yep. all four almost every time I bring it out. And it helps out pretty well in my opinion, because you know, disadvantage is always a nice thing when they attack. So, For sure. Uh, um, and, and yeah, us being a four player party is definitely going to help you get maximum targets yeah. with that as often as possible. 
Um, so yeah, uh, it was, you know, the earth theme is meant we got tied up for a while, but I felt like we handled this room quite well for the most part. We were, we were in pretty good shape at the end of this room. Yeah. The second room was one of those V shaped rooms and it was kind of nasty because there was three Inox guards in the front. And then there was a bunch of traps blocking the hallway. And then there was three wind demons behind. So the, the guards tie us up. The wind demons again are back there doing their range stuff. Um, and then there's the traps even making it harder to get to them. Oh, there was also a treasure chest behind the traps and the wind demons. Yeah, there, there was. There was. Um, so this time we did, because I think the guards, the guards moved up closer to the door. So we did end up like even the brute ended up fighting through the guards, which at this point, the, the Inox guards weren't too much of a challenge. No, but, but once again, we're choked in a doorway. Yeah, and the Wind Demons, we kept them at bay enough that they weren't too bad, but they were getting a few hits off on us. We were able to kill one early, but there was a couple left. And as we moved up to... Um, so we moved up to fight them. I needed to kind of get behind them anyway because they were like right around the traps, and I was wanting to get... I was wanting to get across the traps to go deal with one. Mm-hmm. You see how the pre-rationalization starts? Uh-huh. I'm just laying the scene, man. Uh-huh. All right. Just, just painting a picture for the listener. A partially accurate so, picture. I'm getting to the other partial accuracy. All right. It's going to be complete accuracy when I'm done here. So I go to jump over the traps, which happens to create wind. Uh-huh. Right. No problem. And you know what? I'm like, while I'm over there, I might as well go ahead and pick up this treasure chest. Cause well, let's be honest, I want it. I mean, the Vermilines are going to pick it up any chance they get. So I might as well just get to it first and secure it. Right. Um, so the, there's one problem with that. The wind demons are going after me this turn. And if there's wind out, they're going to use it to do a really nasty AOE attack. And it's going to hit everybody else in the party. Yeah. But not me. Right. So okay, there was apparently. much debate. There's a lot of back and forth. I was like, oh, that would be a really crappy thing for me to do. Eh, but how much, da- how much damage does the wind demons do? Eh, it's not that bad. And yeah, it's an AOE and it's going to hit everybody, but it's not going to be that. But they could probably survive it. And a treasure chest. So I went ahead and did it. I went ahead and grabbed that tra- chest. And I got mm-hmm. an item design that I didn't particularly care for. And yeah, it's actually not that bad, but nobody's used it yet. And then uh, everybody got AOE'd. Now, no one died from it, which is good. Nah. And then I helped beat up the wind demon afterwards. And actually, you know what? The next round, he gave me a wind and I used it. Mm. We're bros looking out for each other. An enemy. And you wonder why Inox hang out with wind demons. They have each other's back. With an enemy. Just get yep. that on record there. We had We had a moment. We had like this little like, Look at each other in the eyes and kind of do a little, mm-hmm. little yep. head nod. Which up. is totally and then, cool if you're an above grounder. Yeah, and then I killed him. Because mm. <laughs> mm. that's how we rolled. You could have totally stunned that one uh, wind demon, right? Like, yeah, he could have. Yeah, but I he think wanted that out. treasure. <laughs> I could have if I didn't use yep. the treasure. Yeah, that would have blocked the AOE completely. But the Vermlings are the selfish class. Just. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, I had one moment of weakness, but at least I acknowledge that I was selfish in this moment. I mean, barely. Stop with the bear puns, Steve. Stop it. Everybody gets, you've got a bear. Anyway, we kill more wind demons and we move on to the final room. Uh, Final room had two earth demons, two wind demons, and zero opportunities for betrayal. Um, 
demons got wrecked in this room. We kind of divided. Yeah. We conquered. At this point, I mean, we're so melee heavy at this point. Like, especially with the wind demons, once you get in melee range with them, they're pretty yeah. easy. Uh, again, you know, it took us a while to kill the earth demons, but eventually they, they just have a lot of hit points, right? Eventually they go down. And if there's only four targets in the room, there's very quickly two targets in the room. We just kind of pick them apart. So. Yeah. Yeah, no um, real like little boss encounter or anything terribly difficult in this one. It was a pretty consistent run. Yeah, and this did open up f- a further ascent up the mountain for us, which we dive into in the next session. Now, it also gave us the option to uh, go down, right? It did. There's like voices, the dark voices below or something. We did not go investigate that yet. Maybe later. Um, okay, before we wrap up, though, we had everybody leveled up this scenario. Oh, yeah. Uh, Mind mm-hmm. Thief hit level five. Skip, do you remember what item or what card you chose for your level yeah, five? Yeah, it's a uh, it's called Mass Hysteria, and it's a, an attack one at range four at target four. It muddles, creates frost, and gives me an experience. It is a superb card for for what I like because we are so melee heavy. I can't sneak in a lot of the times to to get my my jabs in for big damage, so I can stand back and just start muddling all these guys and get the occasional one point of damage if they're not you know, shielded, of course. So I really like this card. It's only, I think it's been in every time now. Very, very nice. Um, so I hit level six because I'm just kind of flying up the, uh, the level tree here. Um, and I had, so I had two level six cards to look at. Immovable Phalanx. Um, so it's got an attack four, like up, up the top was attack four, shield one, and a high initiative value. Um, the bottom lets you turn your moves into attacks of equal power for the rest of the scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is interesting, but how, like, I I'm using my movement for movement a lot, right? Yeah. And attack four is decent good initiatives good but i tend to move around a lot so i just don't see the bottom getting used um so i don't know i mean i know a lot of people out there in the community really like that card i was it was it's solid but it's not like amazing um the other one is called quietus it had the opposite problem because um it had a it's got a solid bottom and it uh let's see what, what did that one do So it, oh so the top was like you can kill an enemy if they're stunned and adjacent to you, which is super specific. Um, the bottom though, it was a move three, and then it also kind of buffs my attacks, which is a pretty nice bottom. But uh, like starting to look at it, so one thing I noticed is because I took I took skirmishing maneuver over whirlwind at level five, which whirlwind had movement on bottom and uh, skirmishing maneuvers had some movement up top and nothing on bottom. I hadn't been using grab and go anymore. And I was really missing that move four. and the whirlwind at level five, the bottom was a move four with a push three and then an attack. And then you can lose the card for the top to do an attack four on everybody adjacent to you and gain an experience for each person you attack. I actually went up, went ahead and took that level five whirlwind over both level six cards just to get that additional, move four back and that push three has been great and the the few times i've gotten to use it uh, you know since upgrading to it 
And I've found a couple of opportunities as well towards the end of scenarios to use the top to good effect. So I've been really happy with that selection. So I'm running both level fives and no level six card. I got up to level three and did not make any card changes on my level three. I was very happy with where I was at. So, I mean, you still had to pick one of the cards, right? Like what card did you, you know, what card you picked? Or did you just like take one and then just ignore it? What do you mean? He's, he's saying he didn't take any of the level threes, right? Yeah. Like, you have to choose a card when you level up. Oh, you up. do? Oh, do you? Yes. You can't just stay all level huh. ones? Like, you, you add a card to your pool, you don't have to use it. But you, you had one level two and two level three cards to choose from in that slot, and one of them gets chosen to be added to your card pool. Well, if anyone's going to break the rules. Thus increasing the size of the pool? Do what? Does that increase the size of the pool? No. Like, it, I, it's added to your collection of cards you can use. Right, right. Oh, the, okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying now. Yeah, <laughs> misunderstanding. Uh, come back to me. I have to double check on that. Okay, I okay. actually hit level three as well. And I had a choice between, what was it? I had a Vicious Ally, which was another summon. Uh, and the bottom was an Attack 2 Target 2 for the bear. But again, I'm kind of leaning away from summons with this build and kind of going all in on the bear. And so the other option I had was the Unstoppable Beast, which was actually a three pattern, Attack 3. And if you have Leaf, you can actually add uh, plus one to the attack. So that's already better than the bottom one because it's targeting three and attacking for three. And uh, that's the upper. And the bottom on this one is a move five for the Vermling Beastmaster or Beast Tyrant. So I can actually use that to move him up. And, you know, scenarios that we actually have to move all characters somewhere or something. Uh, yeah, the one I ended up grabbing was the Duelist's Advance. I remember now. Okay. And uh, that one is an absolute beast card. It lets you move, hit, and then with the right combos, you can hit again. Uh, you can also use it to do a move nine attack three or a move 11 attack three, depending on like if you have boots up and stuff like that. Uh, so you can get a lot of distance out of that. I think we've seen in a lot of the scenarios with the scoundrel I've been playing is if I need to kind of cross the map real quick, I can I can do that, you know. But you said you're not using that card, right? It is not in my active rotation right now, no. Okay. Is it because there's losses is There's losses on that card, I'm guessing? Yeah. Okay. I've got a very sustainable deck going on right now. You just don't want to, don't want to mess with the system? I mean, after playing with so many lost cards with my last character, it just it hurts me to lose anything now. Okay. That's fair. All right, so uh, thank you for joining us this time for our sewer and mountain adventures. Uh, feel free to join us next time as we continue our ascent up the mountain. And uh, Garrett, you want to see us out? Yeah, you can hit us on Twitter at GPUB Radio, Facebook, Gamer Public Radio. Our website is misadventurespodcast.com. We're available on all of the socials. Please share us. Please talk to us. We would love to get feedback from you on what you would like to see with the show going forward. And we'll see you guys next Friday. You've been listening to Misadventures, a Gloomhaven podcast brought to you by Gamer Public Radio.
Please join us every Friday for new episodes at misadventurespodcast.com or find us on your podcast application of choice. Music for this podcast is provided by Kevin McLeod. For more of Kevin's work, please check out incompetech.com. See you next time.